It's time for the Faith Connection Show with your host, Dr. David Miller, equipping people to connect with their purpose. In the next half hour, you will be inspired with words of encouragement and you'll be motivated by experts in the respective field who have been where you're trying to go on the Faith Connection Show. But first, here's an inspirational word. This is Bawana Miller-Cannon with your word of the day. The fastest runner doesn't always win the race, and the strongest warrior doesn't always win the battle. The wise sometimes go hungry, and the skillful are not necessarily wealthy. And those who are educated don't always lead successful lives. It is all decided by chance, by being in the right place at the right time. In other words, the race is not given to the swift nor to the strong, but to the ones who endureth until the end. Someone once said, life is like a camera. Just focus on the important things, capture the good times, develop from the negatives, and if things don't work out, just take another shot.
Thank you for listening to the Faith Connection Show. Please welcome our special guest, Reverend Dr. Larry Whitley, pastor of Mount Moriah Missionary Baptist Church, city councilman of Matthews, North Carolina, retired highway patrolman and cancer survivor. This is Dr. David Miller and the Faith Connection Show. We are glad to have with us today in the studio Dr. Larry W. Whitley. We're interested in talking with Dr. Whitley about some of the magnificent things he's done in his lifetime and things that he's overcome because that's what Faith Connection Show is about, is talking to overcomers and connecting them with people who have similar challenges in life. And we're just glad to have you with us today, Dr. Thank Whitley. Thank you, Dr. David Miller. It's good to be here another day that God has given us. We're going to rejoice and be glad in it. <laughs> I hear that. Listen, we're talking to Dr. Whitley today, and Dr. Whitley is a city councilman, a cancer survivor, and former highway patrolman captain. At one point, you were in charge of uh, how many counties, Dr. Ten Whitley? counties. Ten, ten counties. Cabarrus County all the way up Mount Airy. Virginia, my goodness, Virginia my line. goodness. Well, we're going to talk to you a little bit about that because I, you know, I really think that you accomplished uh, many great things in that area. And it's just interesting to be able to talk with a African-American who has broken barriers. And I think you've broken barriers in many ways. And I'm sure this was one of those barriers and it one really of those was. milestones. Were you military? No, uh, straight out of college. I was uh, in college at A&T, North Carolina okay. State A&T. Oh, really? University. Okay. And was recruited out of there into the highway patrol. I didn't know if you were military or not. You know, the only military I've been in is Salvation Army. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, well, you know, I'll ask that question. So were you interested in law enforcement when you made Dave, that move? Dave, I wanted to, when I was in college, I wanted to do something that I could retire in 30 years. Uh-huh. And I did work at A&T uh, in dispatch at the campus police while I was in college and so I was interested in policing a little bit at that okay. time. Okay. And so you sort of climbed the ladder, and being a captain is no small achievement in the state highway patrol division, is it? You know, Dr. Miller, back in the 70s and early, late 60s, it was really hard for people of color to get on the highway patrol. Mm-hmm. I was the 18th black trooper hired in the state of North Carolina back in 1975. My goodness. So this was groundbreaking really for you to uh, it was become a captain and move up the ranks that way. You know, at that time, Dave, we thought if you could make a first sergeant, that was an accomplishment. That uh-huh. was as far as we could see. Little do we know that God had higher plans and went from first sergeant, lieutenant, and captain, and even had one of the first black to become our first black African-American colonel. Colonel Richard Holden. Okay. Well, we're going to be talking about some more firsts with you because you have done a lot of things. You pastor a church in uh, Matthews, Mount Moriah, which is quite a historic church. It is. Mount Mm -hmm. Moriah is 141 years old. It was established in 1879, same time as the town of Matthews was. So it's a great legacy, and it's also in one of the oldest African-American communities in North Carolina, Crestdale community. Okay. Now, you know, once you you became a pastor there, you've seen the need to advance yourself in the community for the purpose.
purpose of the people that you served there. And you became a city councilman, but not just a city councilman. You uh, were the first African-American to serve on the board in 136 years. That still amazes me, David, when you say that number. <laughs> That people of color had no representation. It was taxation without representation mm -hmm. for 136 years. There was no voice, no one to be able to speak for us and our desires and our wants and our needs for the community. But mm -hmm. praise be to God, yeah. <laughs> we have a voice now. I would say so. And you recently ran for mayor and uh, sort of missed the slot by a bit. But I uh, did, and it was a calling to uh, make sure that we had some representation on the board. But uh, nevertheless, I ran and did a pretty good job at coming in second. It uh, lost by 800 votes, but it was good. It was a good campaign, good running. And the mayor that beat me, we were very good friends, and uh, he was able to help me even at that loss to still accomplish some things that I wanted to see. So we thank him. And, that, and that's key, really, being able to accomplish some of the things that you were trying to accomplish, even if you didn't win the seat. That's now, correct. what are the challenges that you've ran into? Because 136 years is a long time, and I don't think that you could go to the board and then not face some challenges, <laughs> you know. Not just what, some. What were some of the challenges you faced when you were first elected? Well, you know, David, what I always speak of is through black eyes. Mm -hmm. uh, what white people see is not what black people see. Mm -hmm. And so the things and wants and desires are still the same. Uh, you know, we all want good job, retirement. We want a home. We want a family, a dog, a picket fence, and be able to retire. That's not just burn. That's for everybody. And so those were the challenges. When, when you come to a board that's all white, male, and pretty much if you look across America today, this country is run, run by all white, male. Mm -hmm. But then th when you have a person of color, a diverse, and bring different ideas and different eyes looking and giving thoughts, then people begin to change and look at other people. What was your greatest challenge? Uh, Probably the biggest challenge was is getting to be heard. Okay. Getting right. to be heard and understanding that people of color mm -hmm. are human too. Okay. Well, <laughs> and that's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking firsthand. Okay. Now, when you came to the board, and I noticed that there was a major change that you brought the city of Matthews, and that was is that uh, you were instrumental in the observance of Martin Luther King. Isn't that sad? You know, when I got there, I, I was uh, hoping that Matthews would uh, lead the way. I was thinking that none of the other towns around us supported Martin Luther King as a holiday, but lo and behold, when I did some research, Matthews was the only town that did not. Mm. And it was uh, it was hurtful to me as a person of color and me been living in Matthews for over 30 years that we did not observe Martin Luther King. But once I brought it to their attention, there again, when you have a person of color in the room and bring ideas, why didn't they not celebrate that? Mm -hmm. And that response to me, nobody never asked us. <laughs> so it's important to have a person of color, uh, diverse people make up in our government so that we don't miss that. So once I announced it to them and they readily received it and we voted seven to zero to make Martin Luther King a holiday and we have been for the last four years. 
We're going to take a quick break here, and we'll be right back. Are you in the market for some wonderful insurance products? Well, go to see my friends at J.B. Finger, MetLife Insurance Agency. They specialize in auto, home, and life insurance. They can also get you personal excess liability insurances, renter's insurance, pet insurances, and so much more. No matter your insurance needs, they are here to help deliver superior insurance products filled with features that can eliminate uncertainty and create lasting peace of mind and added value. For details, go to agent.metlife.com forward slash James dash finger or call 704-897-0706. That's 704-897-0706. That's J.B. Finger, MetLife Insurance Agency, licensed in North and South Carolina. Praise listeners, this is Brian Moore, one of your hosts of the Be More Faithful radio show. And I'm Sarah Moore. Please come join us every Sunday on Praise 100.9 at 10 p.m. The Be More Faithful radio show is a half hour of inspiration, information, and entertainment. The Be More Faithful radio show is brought to you by our company, Be More Faithful Marketing. If you want to know more about Be More Faithful Marketing, go to www.bmfradioshow.com. The Be More Faithful Faithful Radio Show's content covers a topic of discussion, the song of inspiration, a sermonette, and our artist showcase, which you can listen to on a podcast on our website on bmfradioshow.com. Praise listeners, put us on your schedule and join us every Sunday night at 10 p.m. for the Be More Faithful Radio Show. And also, if you're interested in the services of Be More Faithful Marketing, give us a call at 704-497-4678 or email us at info at bmfradioshow.com. Tune into the Faith Connection Show with Dr. David Miller, a half hour of inspirational talk, interviews in various fields of expertise, and the music. The Faith Connection Show airs here on Praise 100.9 every Saturday morning, 9.30 a.m. to 10 a.m. The Faith Connection Show is an extension of the Connect Center. For info, go to connectcenternc.com. Praise listeners, remember, never lose the connection to your purpose. Welcome back to the Faith Connection Show. Joining us today is our special guest, Reverend Dr. Larry Whitley, pastor of Mount Moriah Missionary Baptist Church, city councilman of Matthews, North Carolina, retired highway patrolman, and cancer survivor. I want to talk to you a second about what is the population of Matthews? Matthews is right at 32,000 uh, population. Now. Okay, what kind of diversity? African-American population is around up somewhere around 10, 11 percent. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hispanic is probably going to be around 9 percent and 82 percent is uh, Caucasian. Okay. Now, you know, I was talking with someone a few weeks ago, pastor in a sort of a rural town. And of course, 32,000, even though we're connect, uh, Matthews is connected to a metropolitan city, Charlotte. That's correct. Talked about small rural American towns where pastors are pastoring in, in rural cities. And he said one of the greatest issues they're having is poor interaction with churches. Right. Uh, I mean, you know, in the lives of people uh, in the communities that they set in. And I noticed that your church and you, under your leadership for 23 years, you have injected 
into the community that you're in, even though 32,000 is where it is now, I'm pretty sure it wasn't 32 when you were elected. That's correct. But the point is you've made your church synonymous with the community and the change and the impact that it needs to make within the community. It's got to be, David. People of faith have got to lead the way in the times that we're living in now. And we see all the, the corruption and stuff that's going on in politics and and what's happening now, the lies and the deceit. The church and the faith-based church have got to lead the way. I'm honored that uh, my good friend, Dr. Chuck Wilson over at Matthews United Methodist, joined with me three years ago in coming together to bridge the gap, uh, whites and black churches that we come together. And we have formed this Martin Luther King, about 10, 12 churches, different denominations, white, black. We come together. We just marched from my church to town hall, right over 110 strong different churches Mm -hmm. to represent Martin Luther King. One of the beautiful things, while we was at the steps of town hall, we all joined together. Somebody a different color, we shall overcome. It was goodness. one of the highlights of my life to see that. Well, you know, as you said a moment ago, uh, it's sometimes just because you have an axe. Have an axe. Yeah. Now, you know, uh, that's a great sermon within itself. You know yeah. that, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, one minister to another. Okay? That's right. Um, Listen, I want to talk to you a little bit about your personal perils. You know, you've done so much in the community, and I just had to have you on the show because what we're talking about here is how people can make an impact in their own little area. That's right. You don't have to be on a national level, but what you do on your local level creates a national impact sometimes. That's correct. But you have not been without personal challenge. Matter of fact, you had cancer, sort of a, I don't know if it's a rare form of cancer, but you overcame cancer as well. I have, back in 2008, ironic of this, David, is that I was on the highway patrol for 30 years and only missed 10 days out sick Mm -hmm. in the 30 years. And then six years after I retired, I was informed that I had non-Hopson lymphoma cancer, Mm -hmm. uh, 50% of my body, and I only had 50% chance of living. My goodness. Uh, Devastating. But uh, the Lord is still good. Yeah. (laughs) God can reduce the odds. Well, you know, I, at first it was a shock, which, you know, when you hear the word cancer, mm-hmm. uh, you automatically think it's all over. But cancer today and the treatment that they're doing now have come a long ways. And from 2008 even to today, the treatment that they give you now is much better. But uh, I went I went to strong challenge when I was diagnosed simply because uh, I went into a coma from a lack of uh, stopping the blood out of my port from my kidneys clogging up from the dialysis. My goodness, man. So now, the form of cancer you had was similar to the cancer that um, Robin, Robin Robinson Robbins That's had. correct. Yeah. But there was a rare difference? What was it? It was a difference. Uh, what happened is the chemo that they gave me in 2008, and five years is, a, is your checkup when you go back to get clear and Lo and behold, in uh, 2013, when I went to get my checkup, to get my all-clear side, the chemo they gave me then caused me to now have all's leukemia in 2013, worse than the first time. And I had to have a bone marrow transplant to be cured. Okay. And you you have one brother. One brother. Praise the Lord. (laughs) He was my donor. Uh I, I went from January in 2013 
all the way to April the 15th before I found that he was a perfect match for me. My goodness, my goodness. And so now the cancer has been arrested. Lord, it's good. Yeah. I am you totally, know, totally healed and been clear now for seven years. My Lord. You know, when you're facing personal challenges and then carrying the challenges of everybody that you serve, you know, being a pastor is a tough job. Heavy tough low. Response. Heavy low. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, uh, the thing is, is that people don't always appreciate the service you give because they somehow perceive it to be easy. That's but, correct. Uh, there is nothing easy about leading people. No, it's not. You they, know? Because our challenge is to give them the word. Now, we can't make them receive the word, but our charge is to give it to them. And so that's what we are charged to do. It is our desire that all be saved, but Christ even knew that, that all would not be saved. Absolutely. Well, you know, Pastor Whitley, it has been great, and I call you Pastor Whitley now uh, in this capacity. Of course, now I don't know whether pastor or councilman or what, but number one, it's the same, all the same. Okay, I'm going to say that. I've been called a whole lot less. <laughs> so it's been great having you on the show and the experience that we both have had just talking with each other uh, prior to the show and doing the show. I want to mention and give a shout out for your hometown, Zeblin, North Carolina. Zeblin, North Carolina. My gracious, you know, uh, great things come out of small yes, it uh, does. Uh, places. Isn't that right? Yes, it uh, does. Jesus came out of Bethlehem. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again and really appreciate you being on the show. And, and if there's anything you want to say to our listening audience, because if there's a word you want to get out to the people in Matthews or anything you want to say, why don't you uh, share it with thank us? Thank you, David, for having me. It's my pleasure and honor to be with you. Only thing I want to share is people that there's, there's work to be done no matter where you are. Do the very best you can to make a change. Let your voice be heard to make a difference. And I believe that as long as we're on this life journey, that we ought to make a difference, make it better than it was when we got there. God bless you and be blessed, everybody. Well, God bless them. Thank you for being on the show, and we're going to have you back at some point for some other form of discussion. But it's been great having you. You've been listening today to the Faith Connection Radio Show, and we've had Dr. Larry W. Whitley on the show today, and we've enjoyed him and look forward to talking to him again. Come back again and join with us on the Faith Connection Radio Show. can do anything trust and believe God can do anything did it for me yeah open doors that were closed in my face I gave it to the Lord down and prayed oh, oh, oh pray until something happens pray in the midst of your storms pray in the good and the bad times pray god make a way pray the doors will be open pray the shackles will be broken pray that he'll do it for you
to the Faith Connection Show with Dr. David Miller, making a connection for you and equipping people to connect with their purpose. Don't forget to log on to theconnectcenternc.com. That's connectcenternc.com. If you'd like to reach Dr. David Miller, email theconnectcenter3 at gmail.com. That's theconnectcenter3 at gmail.com. And remember, never lose the connection to your purpose. It's time for the Faith Connection Show with your host, Dr. David Miller, equipping people to connect with their purpose. In the next half hour, you will be inspired with words of encouragement, and you'll be motivated by experts in the respective field who have been where you're trying to go on the Faith Connection Show. But first, here's an inspirational word. This is Bawana Miller Cannon. Have you heard God speak to you today? If not, it's because you're too busy. Matthew 6 and 33 says, Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. God has plans for you, but if you're too busy, you'll never see them manifest. For he knows the plans he has for you to give you a future and hope. Never plan God around your schedule. Plan your schedule around God. I find space for what I treasure. And I make time for what I want. I choose my priorities. And Jesus, you're my So I will make room for you. 
For listening to the Faith Connection Show, please welcome our special guest, Patty Amos, retired crime scene investigator for Charlotte Mecklenburg Police and cancer survivor. This is Dr. David Miller today with the Faith Connection Radio Show. We have with us in the studio today, Patty Amos. And Patty has been an advocate for mental health change and certainly has worked to help change some of the laws in the state of North Carolina. 38 years, Patty has been an advocate and she's also... Uh, for almost probably 25 years, she served as a crime scene investigator. So I guess, Patty, investigating is your is your call. Yes, sir. It's a passion. <laughs> We're just glad to have you in the studio today because we want our listeners to learn a little bit more about mental health and certainly mental retardation. You know, the statistics about this issue is quite staggering. Because in in the U.S., mental retarded people, there are about 6.7 million in the U.S. that suffer from this condition. There was an organization called ARC, uh, which was founded in uh, 1950, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And ARC is one of the major organizations in the country that sort of addresses mental retardation. But we're going to talk about how you develop your passion for that. And, of course, we will get back to talking about, with ARC alone, there's 39 uh, states that they're in, about 730 chapters, local chapters, and, of course, I'm sure you're familiar with all of those. But we're going to talk about how you got here. And I think it started with your brother and later on your brother's death because, but I'm going to let you tell the listening audience about it. I guess where I started it was my brother, Dr. William Russell Stewart. Now, doctor, was he a medical doctor? No. 
he was a, a counselor. He got his doctor's degree in counseling. Oh, Ph.D.? Yes. Okay, and what area of counseling? Uh, drug and alcohol. Oh, great. Tell us a little bit more about him. Uh, and he worked in the field of drug and alcohol rehabilitation. Um, my brother was going to NC State. He was majoring to be an architectural engineer. Mm-hmm. He was coming home from school. He had an accident there in Hamlet, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And he was driving this new Corvette. And he hit a oil slick in the road. Um, speed wasn't an issue. It's just the road where it rained and the oil popped up. Right. He went down a 60-foot embankment, and that left him totally paralyzed from the neck down. Oh, my gracious. And my parents spent almost two years with him there uh, because he was not able to be transported back to Charlotte because of his injuries. Okay, okay. You were about 10 then. Yes. And your brother was 19 yes. uh, when this happened to him. And, of course, um, when he uh, had the car accident, being paralyzed, uh, I think he still worked as a counselor yes, uh, being paralyzed, but life became quite grueling for him, and at some point, he advocated taking his own life, in which I think that's what happened ultimately. Is that correct? He wanted to leave this earth. He okay. was in, said he was in pain, and he was tired of living that way with somebody having to do everything for him mm-hmm. every day. Yeah, that must have been really rough. That that was the beginning uh, of you deciding that any form of disability needed to be addressed. And I think that was the beginning of yes. your advocacy for it. Yes. And then later, your son, you had a son that was born disabled. Yes. And you ran into a roadblock. And yes. the roadblock was that you wanted to put him in a special education school, but they did not want to accept him. Is that correct? They didn't want him to come because of his age. He was three at the time. Uh-huh. And now tell us how you fought that fight. Well, at that time, I got with the county commissioners in Mecklenburg County and told them what our need was to be able to cover the cognitive learning years mm-hmm. of all of these children. And if we waited till their school age, we're going to miss so much of their cognitive years. Mm-hmm. And so the teachers and all would back us up in what we were doing. And we went before the county commissioners, and they made the ruling that they could go to school there at St. Mark's Center on uh, Graham and 10th Street. But you didn't stop there. You uh, joined an organization. And what was the name of the organization? Uh, I joined the organization, the ARC, which is uh, Association for Retarded Citizens in Mecklenburg County. I served on their board of directors for seven years. And uh, the Council for Children and ECAC and Davidson, all of us all got together to try to come up with some new laws and that new law was 99457, public law 99457, that guaranteed our children the same right as any other child to be educated in Mecklenburg County or any other county. That's great. That's what I wanted our listeners to hear, that, you know, you don't have to be a powerful person. What makes you special is the drive you have in order to create change uh, for people who can't create change for themselves. Mm-hmm. 
And that is important. I mean, extremely important, because at the same time you were doing all of this, you were a homicide investigator, or crime scene, I should say, Mm -hmm. for both homicide and any other kind of crime that was being created. And so, and not only was that going on, at some juncture, you said that you had cancer, and then you had to fight that fight. And so, you know, your son now, but I just wanted to lay that out so our listeners would understand that sometimes when it's inconvenient for you, you somehow overcome your inconveniences in order to make the inconveniences that are facing other people who can't make change to make change in their lives. Now, your son, you first noticed uh, the disability at what age? When he was born. Okay. And what form of disability does he suffer from? He suffers from seizure disorders. He's missing the septum in his brain, mm-hmm. blind in the left eye, had a bilateral cleft lip and palate, had mm-hmm. an ASD, VSD, and patent ductus of his heart. Dr. Rubschek did his heart surgery when he was three because he couldn't do it till he weighed 10 pounds. Mm-hmm. And he didn't weigh 10 pounds till he was three years old. Okay. He also is, he can eat some, but he's too fed. He's still in diapers and he doesn't walk and talk, but he is the light of my life and my husband's life and the family and everybody loves him. He was treated just as normal as any other child in things he loves to do. He loves carowinds. He rides every ride at carowinds. (laughs) He's happy. He's a happy child. Now, how old is your son now? He's 38 years old. He's 38. He's still in diapers and he's still in... Uh, he's in care. In a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. In the, in the care. And for 38 years, you've been managing his uh, his life and his health care and all the other things. Mm-hmm. I can imagine that that's a challenge. But, you know, I noticed one thing about you is that you don't see it as a challenge. You see it as a joy just to be able yes. to serve your son and see his life move on, regardless as to the obstacles that have been placed yes. by nature in his life. We're going to take a quick break here, and we'll be right back. Praise listeners, this is Brian Moore, one of your hosts of the Be More Faithful radio show. And I'm Sarah Moore. Please come join us every Sunday on Praise 100.9 at 10 p.m. The Be More Faithful radio show is a half hour of inspiration, information, and entertainment. The Be More Faithful radio show is brought to you by our company, Be More Faithful Marketing. If you want to know more about Be More Faithful Marketing, go to www.bmfradioshow.com. The Be More Faithful Faithful Radio Show's content covers a topic of discussion, the song of inspiration, a sermonette, and our artist showcase, which you can listen to on a podcast on our website on bmfradioshow.com. Praise listeners, put us on your schedule and join us every Sunday night at 10 p.m. for the Be More Faithful Radio Show. And also, if you're interested in the services of Be More Faithful Marketing, give us a call at 704-497-4678 or email us at info at bmfradioshow.com. Tune into the Faith Connection Show with Dr. David Miller, a half hour of inspirational talk, interviews in various fields of expertise, and the music. The Faith Connection Show airs here on Praise 100.9 every Saturday morning, 9.30 a.m. to 10 a.m. The Faith Connection Show is an extension of the Connect Center. For info, go to connectcenternc.com. Praise listeners, remember, never lose the connection to your purpose. Welcome back to the Faith Connection Show with Dr. David Miller and special guest, 
Patty Amos, retired crime scene investigator for Charlotte Mecklenburg Police and cancer survivor. I'd like for you to talk just a little bit about some of the struggles and challenges because there are people out there who are caregivers for mentally retarded uh, children and adults. And I know that they're going through certain mental struggles. Yes. T tell us a little bit about some of the struggles you went through, you and your husband, and in handling your son's situation, because there may be some people out there who would be inspired by the way you've been able to handle that and overcome. Well, when Patrick was a baby, he stayed at Carolina's Medical Center in the pediatric intensive care respirator for 10 and a half months. Mm. They told us almost every day that he was going to be dead by morning. Mm -hmm. And I told them that they were not God and they would make that decision that God would. Okay. And through that time, I stayed at the hospital. I never left him. His daddy traveled and was gone Monday through Friday, so he was available to help him on the weekends. Okay. But now, you mentioned something important there, the fact that your faith sustain you through it all and this is the faith connection radio show yes. and we love to talk about people and their faith tell us a little bit about how your faith helped you and your husband to get through it. my faith has made us much stronger people okay uh, in what way in knowing that god is in control we're not in control of anything in this life amen and we have to we pray day and night at three o'clock every morning even to this day my husband at three o'clock in the morning you'll see him in the chair and he's doing his devotions now mm. i go to bed about three in the morning so <laughs> i i go to sleep when he goes to work okay uh, but it's made us stronger to pull together to help one another mm -hmm. to love one another there was a time when I wasn't able to walk not long ago. I spent five years in a wheelchair My and goodness. pretty much at home in the bed and uh, was not able to get up and go. Okay. And, uh, and you were still giving care to your son during the period of your sure. disability? Now, when you mentioned a moment ago about the things you went through. Now, what about your husband? You say he traveled a lot, did he? How was he able to give you the mental support that? We were uh, always in contact by phone. Okay. Uh, he was always there for me. If an emergency came up, he would fly home and be there because they did, they did pronounce Patrick dead a few times in mm -hmm. his life, but God restored his life. My gracious. And, uh, now, during all of this period, and, and that's what makes your testimony so great on the show, is that there are people out there who are going through a struggle, perhaps in caregiving of some form. Mm -hmm. And when we think about mental health or mental retardation or disability, let me say disability, in any form, there's uh, one in seven people on earth is disabled. Mm -hmm. And that is a huge uh, number. And yes. when you look at the disparity of rights and privileges for these people, I'm sure it doesn't meet the number of people that are suffering from this. But however, you were able to do, Patty was exceptional, you and your husband. You have fought the struggle for 38 years and still dealing with it. And you've gone through health challenges of your own, mm -hmm. but you have never once thought about taking your son's hand out of your hand. And that is so, so special. 
and I know you have to have great faith to do that. I'm going to chat just a minute, and we got to get out of here, but I want to chat a second. You know, not only that, you mentioned something to me about the passion you had for your job as a in homicide and other crime scenes as a crime scene investigator, and every time you went to a crime scene, and especially doing a homicide, you thought about the pain that was going through that mother or that father who yes. had lost someone or that family. Yes. And it helped you to do your job better because you had the connection with them through your son and what pain and passion you had to deal with with him as your brother as well. Yes. Tell, tell us a little bit about how you use that to reinforce your job, day to day job, because that homicide, you know, crime scenes, that's got to be draining. Uh, I just, every time I went to a crime scene, I prayed before I got there that the Lord will keep me there and do what I need to do. And I become the voice of that person. Mm -hmm. And what I do at that crime scene makes a difference whether somebody stays on the streets or whether they go to jail and get punished for what they have done wrong. My goodness. And you were, in your career, you worked over 2,000 crime scenes. And uh, some you, some of the evidence you collected solved, and some of them it did not. So the disappointment in this is that you weren't able to solve all of them, but the, the joy in it is the fact that you didn't go to the scene looking for a way not to solve it, you went there with a connection, a passion connection to the people yes. that were affected by it. Yes. And that's fantastic. Listen, would you have anything you'd like to say to the audience that we haven't already spoken about? I just say, whenever life gives you lemons, just make some lemonade, <laughs> smile and be happy, put the Lord before everything that you do, mm -hmm. and he will guide you through in your weakest moments, he's there. And if somebody asks you, can they help you, never turn down your blessings. My Lord. You know, it's good to have someone with your faith on the show. Now, you also, and I meant to mention this earlier, but I need to do that just before we close the show. You also have a podcast that you do about homicide cases that you have worked with. Is that correct? Yes, we had a TV show that was produced. It's called Homicide City Charlotte. Okay. And uh, Blackfin Productions from New York was the ones that uh, produced the show. Okay. And uh, Sheriff Gary McFadden, myself, and Miguel Santiago, and a lot of other people are involved, and in, in Terry Brandon and several others are involved with it, the district attorneys. Everybody was involved. These were all cases that occurred in Mecklenburg County and had been solved, and we just aired it so that people can see what families do go through. Okay. And it wasn't, I mentioned podcasts, but it was a regular TV work. It was a TV show. Oh, okay. TV on show. On ID Channel okay. uh, 138 on Spectrum, but I don't know. It's ID Go. Okay. <laughs> All right. Fantastic. It's been great, Patty, having you on the show. And this is the Faith Connection Show with Dr. David Miller. And we've had Patty Amos on with us today. Patty, you're special. And we want you to know you and your husband are very special people. Thank and not you. only that, uh, what you've done for your son is even more special. God bless you. God bless you. can do anything
trust and believe God can do anything Did it for me, yeah Open doors that were closed in my face I gave it to the Lord I kneeled down and prayed Oh, 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 prayed Until something happens, pray In the midst of your storms, pray In the good and the bad times, pray God make a way, pray The doors will be open, pray The shackles will be broken, pray That he'll do it for you
Thank you for listening to the Faith Connection Show with your host, Dr. David Miller, equipping people to connect with their purpose. Here's an inspirational word from Dr. David Miller. This is Dr. David Miller, and we thank you for joining us this week on the Faith Connection Show. We hope that we have connected you to something that will inspire you and make you see a brighter path in life. Well, listen. Let me leave you with a word today. The word I want to leave you with is this. Don't worry about making mistakes because a life spent making mistakes is not only more honorable, but it is more useful than a life spent doing nothing. Just remember, you can't make mistakes if you don't do anything. Thank you for listening to the Faith Connection Show with Dr. David Miller, making a connection for you and equipping people to connect with their purpose. Don't forget to log on to the connectcenternc.com. That's connectcenternc.com. If you'd like to reach Dr. David Miller, email theconnectcenter3 at gmail.com. That's theconnectcenter3 at gmail.com. And remember, never lose the connection to your purpose.